don't know how you're doing it. We're honest. Like, how are you surviving? Like, in your marriage or in your mm-hmm. parenting? And if you're not surviving, that's probably why. Like, we will be very upfront with you to say, like, are you reading your Bible? And are you praying about this? Conversations are the lifeblood of community. They require effort, patience, intentionality, and vulnerability. They are a space to express what you appreciate and what you do not. Here, we embrace the freedom to genuinely express yourself, which grows our relationship stronger. With every exchange, the power of dialogue builds something that will endure, and we will be here for one another at the end of each one. We are Drexel and Jonna King, and thanks for joining this conversation. back to another episode of King and Co Conversations. Conversations. I always laugh. I'm the worst at these intros and outros, but yeah, one day we'll like get it and it's going to be like a pre-recording or something. (laughs) You know how people are doing it. We'll get there. But today we're family and we're on a journey. We're on a journey. Join us on this journey. And thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Even if you're there's two of you listening to this. We we all value you. All shout two out. Oh, <laughs> like, share, subscribe, comment. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about spiritual disciplines. All right, Drexel, you are a very disciplined person, mm-hmm. and I'm also a very disciplined person. I never really knew that. I would say I was, but I didn't really see that as like one of my top features, and then. Recently, you had me do this strength finders test, and discipline was number three, maybe or two. Yeah, it was top five. I was like, oh yeah, I guess I am very disciplined, and it does. Discipline can show up in so many areas of our lives. Um, when we talk about spiritual disciplines, where does that idea come from? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I think the essence behind it is what are the habits that you are uh, engaging in that will draw you closer to God? God has given us many of those habits. Like he's just flat out said, do this. Mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> And so... Uh, it is for your good and his glory. And so I think we've taken those and and some others and and labeled them as spiritual disciplines, you know. And okay. so that's I think the idea here. The point being uh just I guess the bottom line up front is you need to have interruptions into your life. So that it reveals the things that you are doing habitually and subconsciously. The things you're relying on. The things you're relying on, you're coping with, or you're just complacent to. You need to have interruptions to those such that you can hear from and experience the Lord and worship him. uh, And you are getting a better understanding of who God is, 
who you are and what he wants from you. Mm. All right. Great. Uh, great intro, I would say, honestly, on that. And there's so much to that. Thank so, you. you know, when I went when I did homeschooling, you were like, slow down. I got to do the same thing with you. <laughs> Bring it back. Skirt. All right. Were you always this passionate about spiritual disciplines? Have you always been the type? I wouldn't say just always, but like, is this something that you've always had maybe since you first became a Christian or were you always, not that I'm telling everyone that you're good, but I know it's something that you're passionate about. I know it's something that you invest a lot of your time and thought into. Were you always a disciplined person and did that naturally overflow into your spiritual disciplines or did that come as a conviction Mm -hmm. throughout your journey Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. walk with the Lord? Mm -hmm. Well, I think naturally a disciplined person, um, for well, sure. We'll do better at spiritual disciplines? Or, okay, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> well, just me personally. You, okay. Um, I'm the type, you know, even back middle school, probably high school for sure, like, oh, Drexel, come out to this. We're about to have fun. And it's like, nah, man, I got homework. <laughs> That's That was me, though. And yeah. So that type of uh, mentality carried over, I think, into the realm of faith. Um, and so I'm an, an achiever mm. by nature. Like I want to be doing, oh, we, we need to grow in faith. Like let's grow, like <laughs> let's do this. Um, I think for me personally, that has strengths and weaknesses to it because an achiever is always looking for some type of validation, if you will, um, some type of metric to mm. be measuring, yeah. uh, some type of let me earn you know, let me win you over. Let me get something out of doing for you. Yeah. Um, and that obviously can be pretty dangerous when it comes to, or just fruitless when it comes to the spiritual yeah. disciplines, for sure. And so maybe it started like that where you were like, hey, if I'm really good, I remember when we first dated some of our mutual friends would be like, Rashawn, that was your name, you know, we all had... <laughs> It's still my name. It's still your name, but your middle name. <laughs> and they'd be like, he's such a Bible thumper. <laughs> it's like, he's sure. coming in so hard. For sure. And the people listening to this podcast know who you are. <laughs> sure. But it was just if like. If you're not listening, then we were questioning our friendship. <laughs> <Not good. laughs> but it was your personality. It Definitely. was like, I know Jesus now. And if you don't know him, you are wrong. And like yeah. the intensity levels through the roof and you had the best spiritual disciplines. But I think a lot of people on the outside, as much as we all knew you and cared for you even as a person, were like, is this like the level you're going to, like, are you going to keep this level of intensity your whole life? And so, so those people, I think, and me, of course, we were just kind of like, let's see, you know, let's see how long this lasts. And I think that's what you're saying. It's what started as good reveals essentially yourself. And so it has been a journey. And even if you had maybe spiritual disciplines in place from the wrong motive, mm-hmm. um, the Lord used those to conform you to his image. Mm-hmm. And so now... Do you want to talk about your spiritual disciplines now, or do you want sure. to just go into um, how did you even? Well, I think maybe just in the middle is in what season of your life did you study this more intensely? Was it before seminary, after seminary, or during? 
Yeah, well, I will say that I've had the personality, uh, especially in the faith, where if God says it, like, we need to do it. (laughs) That's your achiever. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, you know, and so I think that has helped me engage in things that maybe others would just put off, you know. Uh, So I've been, so I've been at this a lot of these spiritual disciplines for a while, but now I am definitely in a stage where I want to re-explore, reopen up, and start to have an intimacy with God through, you know, using these as a tool. Uh, spiritual disciplines aren't a measure of how I think faithful you are or fruitful or you know, like, oh, you're a good Christian. So is this like a recent, I wouldn't say conviction, but is this more of like a recent transition as, you know, you learned maybe some of these things in seminary and then now is the season where you're kind of like, hey, let me relearn them from another angle. Yeah, I think, well, even in the beginning of my journey, faith journey, you you hit the basics. Mm-hmm. I've been reading the Bible in a year. I mean, probably we've been married 14 years Going on 15, I've probably been doing Bible in a year for 13, Mm -hmm. you know. um, Probably been prayer journaling for much of those Mm -hmm. years as well. Um, I think those are the big ones that I've at least been doing for a while. But now, you know, maybe as all these kids, (laughs) you got to step it up. (laughs) Well, we laugh, but that's valid. I think we do feel a sense of good weightiness that to yeah. continually I mean that's what the Lord has for us. That's our our calling, one of our many callings is to be responsible to our children. Yeah. To the role of parenting. Yeah. And so So definitely a recent, resurgence recently yeah. of let me dive more into these and try to get as much juice out of at least understanding what they are, what yeah. they're what they're for. Um, and then let me try to practice and engage in some of those. Uh, and again, for at least for me, is you know, you may gain things. I mean, some of the spiritual disciplines, like Jesus says, you know, this can only happen with fasting and prayer, you know. And so you you can't unlock some things of mm-hmm. the faith mm-hmm. unless you are engaged in the spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. you know. Um you know, it means even some warnings like husbands, do not treat your wife wrong well, your or your prayers, prayers will, will be, be hindered. hindered, you know. Uh, and so I've been praying that one. So there's a there's a <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a connection with the spiritual disciplines, the your faith and the embodiment of, of your everything. Christian practice and everything. Yeah. There's an interconnectivity. Yeah, it's not just between you and God. It affects everything and everyone in your life. Everything. And so I think the more children you have, the more influence you have, the more you examine your role in the community or your calling in entrepreneurship and everything that you're stepping into is, oh, let me me stay right. Let me – what is it you say? Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. ready. (laughs) You gotta get ready. And and just as we always say in our marriage and in our home, like don't let any foxholes 
Foxes. Foxes. In the garden. In the garden. But you can't have fox holes, so we always have to, like, keep the holes sealed. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a new one. Did you just... I always say, don't have any holes for the foxes. I don't ever say it right. But, you know, keep your holes <laughs> closed so the foxes don't come into your oh, garden. God. What scripture are you coming from? <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> oh, but in that concept is, yes, the more that you are called to, and then, of course, I come into it with you, it's constantly the conviction of having our disciplines in place, our spiritual disciplines in place so that we are not stepping out of what God has for us mm. and what is our the best of what God has for yes. us. And so we can't know that best or discern that best if we are not communing with God from a very intimate and deep place. And that doesn't happen haphazardly. It does not. Especially not with nine not with nine kids, children. but not with <laughs> one kid, no kids. For sure. Or the for way sure. the world is. With the noise. There's so much noise and there's so much distraction. Yes, the distractions. And then there's, you know, there's so many good things that you could be involved in. And, how mm. how do you discern yeah. anything yeah. if you are having some kind of connection yeah. with the Lord? And I find it just mind-blowing on how... People can say, well, I don't read the Bible <laughs> or, you know, like, how, what, what are you doing? Like, how, yeah. how are you doing it? Yeah. Like, and I think we used to be a little bit more gentle, maybe, or like empathetic when people would tell us that. We'd be like, okay, yeah, I know it's hard and like make time and stuff. But now we're, it's not that we've lost the empathy, but now we're like, I don't know how you're doing it. We're honest. Like, how are you surviving like in your marriage or in your mm -hmm. parenting and if you're not surviving that's probably why like we will be very upfront with you to say like are you reading your bible and are you praying about this because i don't want to say that gentler gent gentler sorry gent, that gently approach to it it doesn't work, but I think sometimes as Christians now, we're just so like, don't poke the bear and be fluffy and all those extra things. But it's like people come, I wouldn't say to us, but people, I think people do come to us. People are usually asking and wrestling with these things because they want answers. Like they don't want just, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay. Like they want that truth in love, which is read your Bible. Like the Bible will guide you. And so I think we have probably got a little bit more clear, still hopefully loving when we counsel people or, you know, mentor or whatever we're doing in that conversation of this is a non-negotiable. Well, I mean, I think, you know, if you, if you have a habit of malnourishment, you know, um, I feel like maybe those, you know, those quick fixes, like, oh, let me let me read a devotional every yeah. now and then. Let me just rely on the pastor on Sundays. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like quick hits. And maybe that's... Keeps you sustained. It's sustaining you in survival mode. Yeah, for sure. You know, but do if you want to thrive, I feel like in your relationship with God and others, work, uh, self, creation, yeah. all the things, uh, it it's... It, you know, I mean, you you need to know the creator of the universe, and he's he's giving you that yeah. in his revelation. 
For sure. Uh, and when life's a struggle, you can always go back to his promises. For sure. Okay. I feel like we could definitely talk about why spiritual disciplines for hours. We've, again, touched the surface, but let's just jump into the top spiritual disciplines that we do but recommend. And you want to just kind of knock out a few, or you just want to talk about what you feel like the culture of our home is? Um, Let's, let's hit up a few. Okay. Okay. I mean, talk, reading the Bible. Reading the Bible. <laughs> prayer. We talked about reading the Bible. You talked about it already? I would say just give a little bit more. Like, is this just a one verse type thing? Or I know you read the Bible through the year. I'm not as good about reading the entire Bible through a year. I will try to be an Old Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, New Testament. But sometimes in the midst of motherhood, I tell people all this time, all the time, especially with little kids, is if I'm reading one verse, I will sit on that verse and I will pray it over my children. I'll pray it over my heart and I will write it down and I'll put it on my phone. So do what you can with, yes, do what you can with the season that you're in, but it's not just gloss over it as not as if it's not the word of God. <laughs> like, definitely. Yeah, take I the mean, power. When I was in seminary, you know, it was hard to keep it up. Uh, but with when in that season, I did a lot of listening for to sure. the Bible. Yes, you know, which yeah. I feel like is still good. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, w- with your season, do it. Do what you can. Yeah. Um, I would say you need to read the text itself. Like, read a Bible. Get whatever translation is going to be helpful for you to understand. You know, probably not King James. Um, <laughs> I mean, just realistic. We just don't talk that way. But. Uh, you know, some of those verses, though King James are beautiful, we still quote anyways. <laughs> uh, so get a version that you are going to read because a devotional is somebody else's interpretation of those verses. Oh, for sure. And so you just, there's so such a range of devotionals out there. Like, yeah. What are you feeding yourself? Yeah. You know, that's the whole point. What are you, what are you nourishing your soul with on a daily basis? Yes. You and know, I give us our daily bread. I think a lot of that has to do with the word. Yes. I caution women, again, try to be loving, but I caution them often on put the devotionals away and take out your Bible. Because now every day I'm I'm a proponent of emotions and I'm very passionate about knowing your emotions and your feelings, but I'm also very passionate about truth. (laughs) So A couple of things just on this is, uh, you know, because I think a lot of times we go to the scriptures and they're like, oh, we want to answer. Or let me popcorn and then boom, like God's speaking to me through that popcorn. Like maybe. Um, but I think there is uh, a value in just a prolonged, sustained, and mundane diet of the scriptures in your life. That that is feeding your soul and hiding the word in your heart so that when... Something comes, you won't sin against him. Mm, Sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing, piercing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's something to, um, you know, and we had a good lesson a long time ago from a a pastor. He said, sometimes it is a duty, but eventually your, your duty will become a delight. Yeah. And so it may be hard at first. Like you may have to set your calendar or yes, phone. Yes, with or all of these spiritual disciplines. But eventually it will become a delight such that you can't live without it. And that's the synergistic relationship that we have with 
the Lord Almighty is that he is living and active and the word is living and active. And so it's what starts as us taking one step is him also meeting us in that place and carrying us to the next step and growing us just like your own story of, yeah, maybe I started doing spiritual disciplines with this motive, but look as the Lord has redeemed that and I'm doing spiritual disciplines on this, I would be honest, like a whole nother different level in your journey. Um, next one. Yeah. We could talk more about the Bible, but uh, <laughs> prayer, let's, let's keep it going. Uh, I mean, just practically speaking, I mean, there's so many reasons why to pray. You know, uh, if you don't ask, you will never receive. I mean, the Lord has many promises for you at prayer. For sure. Uh, but practically speaking, I'm just a type who... You know, prayer is hard, so I have to keep a journal or mm. I'll get distracted. Yeah. So it's not me being pious and be like, oh, I've been prayer journaling forever. Yeah. I mean, just realistically, I cannot pray, you and know. With all due journaling. credit, I'm pretty sure I said to you, like, maybe that will help you. I don't sure, even remember. Take that credit. Take that credit. <laughs> I just remember for you, it was always like, oh, I'm not finding time to pray. And I was like, the only way I can in motherhood is with a journal because I just can't focus. And I think that was. A few years into our marriage, and you picked up a journal, and it kept it, kept it going. And I think you've always you always have, but we're both writers in some sense. But for that, it's just a tool to focus. Focus. You get a quick distraction. Maybe write that down, but come back. Come back to, to your prayers. Yeah. And uh, I think now the the next level that I've been working on for years is this idea of praying without ceasing. Mm -hmm. So just I think just a constant awareness of God in your day and a asking, a praising, and an, an acknowledging who He is just throughout the day. Yeah, and that's the point of spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines are, you know, not necessarily an a thing to do or not do but it's a place to be. Just sit and be with God. And that's what praying without ceasing is. It's, I mean, kind of like this mindfulness that's been popular, but mm -hmm. it's Godfulness, I guess. But mm -hmm. just well, it's, as you're doing throughout your day, be with the Lord. It is from Scripture. Mindfulness is sure. from Scripture. Sure, we sure, just sure. hijack it and don't give God the credit for all the truth. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But anyways, that's prayer. Fasting. Mm-hmm. Fasting, I've been incorporating more and more. I think it's one of them, you know, along, I mean, with most of the spiritual disciplines, just underrated, underutilized, misunderstood. Fasting biblically is for food. You give up food. You deny the body what it needs. Wait, can you fast from social media or you're saying that's not fasting? You can fast from whatever you want to, oh. but biblical fasting. Oh, is giving up food. Okay. So when Jesus said, when you fast, He's he not wasn't talking, talking about, about social, social media, media or Christmas or whatever whatever Interesting. you come up with. It's giving up meals to your body. Yeah. I'm f super familiar with that. I just think we, again, hijacked that concept in our culture and said, oh, I'm just going to give up something for 40 days. or, And I wouldn't... Even the Daniel fast or whatever these other ones yeah. are, like... You know, it's not just giving up sugar or yeah. giving up sweets or giving up yeah. meat. No, it's giving up all food. Yeah. <laughs> and in that, there is a denying of self, which just is a reflection of the embodiment of faith. There's a mind-body-spirit connection. And that through fasting, you are being drawn through discomfort 
into a place of, you know, intimacy with God, intimacy with the Lord. And it's a dependency. This is the point of these disciplines. And Let so, me depend yeah, on God. Yeah, don't mistake me when I say that other fasting and the things that we've suggested are fasting. They don't necessarily do anything. I'm not saying that. I just think they're good. We've yeah. lowered the standard of biblical fasting and and we've missed a lot of what God has for us and not doing it the way yeah. he says. Yeah, and it's not I mean you can do intermittent fasting yeah, like for sure. You know, mm-hmm. for health, whatever people are doing that for. But I think the difference is, you know, there's a difference between not eating and yeah. fasting. Yeah. And fasting you, you replace. want to replace that time and focus you were eating on the Lord. Yeah. Spend that time that you would be eating in prayer or in prayer or just for sure. Yeah. And there's a lot much to be said about fasting. For sure. Others are definitely more of experts there. Solitude mm. is another one. You should talk about that. <laughs> I would, I don't know if you a have mother, a, a definition of that in solitude? front of you. But yes, um, I get that question a lot. How do you have quiet time with that many children? Well, it's up early or it's looking at moments of silence and saying, okay, God, this is for you. Like, I don't get to choose anything else in this moment. I have not sat with you, Lord, today yet. I will sit with you. And I know I need to sit with him. And so in that is the solitude that I will find. It's not that I have more time than anyone else who's a mother and does other things um, as well. It's just prioritizing it, honestly, and not making excuses for, oh, I don't have time for that. It's the only way I survive. <laughs> yeah, let me too say there's a book I would recommend called Domestic Monastery. Oh yeah, um, where it it's basically a, a book towards parents, and it compares, uh, you know, the monastic life mm-hmm. of like monks who spend all their time praying and reading, uh, and I'm sure they do other things in the life of a parent. And you know, uh, essentially, the book makes the point that. When you are a mother, you know, your parenting is a spiritual discipline. Like, you don't need to, I mean, you can get up and separate three hours for reading prayer and solitude, but your whole life and the demands placed upon you is a spiritual discipline. So, I would, all I have to say is don't be intimidated by a list of, oh, I got to, now just, here's another thing I got to do. Yeah, and I've had seasons where, yeah, I want to get up at 5.30 and I have a lot of energy and I want to spend, or I can and want to spend an hour with the Lord. And then I have seasons where I'm barely crawling out of bed and I'm reading Psalms with my children and Proverbs with my children and that's and worshiping all day long, and my music is on, and I'm praying over everyone in my home, and that's it. It's not solitude or silence or quiet time. It's built into the season that I'm in. Yeah. So I give give yourself grace yeah. as you approach these. Yeah, we won't have time to get through uh, all of these, but I think solitude mainly is this. And how does solitude for look for you right now when you're out of the house? Well, I wouldn't say just out of the house, but meetings constantly going, 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 going. Um, well, I think that's the reason why we need solitude yeah. is to make time and space to go beyond your thought life because you're going to have so many thoughts, distractions, prayers that you wrestlings that you have with God. And after you've got all of those out the way, 
And then it's like, okay, let me let me make space to hear God mm-hmm. speak. And that's where I think is that idea of solitude. Let me surrender my thoughts, my mind, my heart, and let me just listen. And and is in those times that I feel like you will hear thoughts that you would not have come to on your own, but because you've made the space, yeah. God's like, okay, here. Yeah. Here's something I want for you, or here's some new perspective on yeah. that. And so I think that alone time for God where you try to clear as much out as you can. And I think it's even fun to see our kids do solitude because they're like, oh, I heard the buzz. You know, I heard uh, yeah. that. I mean, there's well, just such cute. We, uh, to some context, we would, after family devotionals, just say, let's sit in silence for, as long for as five we can. minutes. <laughs> it's like an eternity for <laughs> We shouldn't laugh. But it's, they love it. And when they, and now sometimes I'll be out with, you know, just a handful of the kids and I'm like, let's just pause in this moment and have some solitude. And they will. Like we were at the zoo and I was with kids and they didn't skip a beat. It was, and I was like, what did you hear? And how did that make you feel? And just let, helping them just be um, mindful and aware of God and that, and nature and that setting and themselves and be thankful and present. So it was cool. Yeah. So we're going to have to come back for part two, three, maybe. (laughs) But uh, the main things, I mean, we talked about read your Bible, pray, fasting, solitude. Yeah, I think we'll call this why spiritual disciplines. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think. uh, It's a great intro on the importance of spiritual disciplines and some of our journeys, even just as a family building spiritual disciplines into life as we grow our family. I think that's really what the question that we get all the time. And that's the essence of the conversation is, how do you do this? Yes. And so this is how we started with why, and we will continue to probably come back for a few more parts on how. And so if you have questions, let us know, and we will continue to loop you into this conversation thanks for joining us we i can see drexel's yeah. face he does not want to end this one this I'm, is like I'm he's end in it. his so, essence you just opened up the can here <laughs> andor's box you know oh, but uh like best. share subscribe comment and if you if you start any of these spiritual disciplines or you've got some stories we'd love to hear them uh and sharing that with you and uh talk more about it appreciate y'all for joining us That wraps up another King & Co. conversation. Like, share, comment, and subscribe so we can have conversations with more people that appreciate being on this journey of community, freedom, and life together.